Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Jennifer and the team at Harshman Services do an amazing job of helping businesses grow and become more successful and organized by using blog posts, search engine optimization, and email marketing to reach your clients. I'm so thankful for how Jennifer and her team have helped me become more successful in my business. And if you're a realtor out there, I know that you can often get stressed and want to work smarter, not harder. You need something that you can set and forget about. So check out what Jennifer has built at RealtorEmails.com. She has an amazing offer and affordable tools to help you become more successful in your business. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. What is up, everybody? It's a pleasure to have you with me for today's episode. On today's episode, I am interviewing my friend Jeremy Kane. Jeremy is a realtor in the Denver metro area where he was born and raised. He got a bachelor's of science in psychology and out of college, he was an administrator of two community corrections facilities, moved on to teaching at-risk kids, grades 6 to 12, and was a high school basketball coach. He jumped into the real estate game in June of 2013 in his nine years. He has grown his clients' wealth exponentially, and he has helped them take advantage of the market as well as making calculated moves along the way. He is now ranked in the top 200 real estate agents in the Denver metro market and has sold over 400 homes in his career. He is an icon agent with his company comprised of the top 2.5% of 82,000 agents worldwide. Jeremy and me first got connected through one of these uh, Facebook real estate groups. We both have a passion for helping realtors and clients alike and building relationships. And so we said, we have to have you on a podcast interview, Jeremy. So Jeremy has a passion for helping others win and loves winning as well, no matter what the game is. I love that sign behind him that says set goals and crush them. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, John, thanks for having me on. It's been a, a pleasure watching you build this thing up and your heart to serve and, and build up agents has really inspired me to do the same kind of help people succeed in this business because it is so lucrative and there are so many opportunities. There are, man. So I briefly introduced you and I know before we started recording, we talked about the market shifting, which I was just recording about actually um, last week on my podcast. I talked all about navigating the crazy, how this isn't 2008 and how changes are also coming. And now this week we get your interview. So we will get into rates and the market and shifting, but kind of, I gave a brief intro. Tell us more about your business and what you're doing in Denver. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, you know, I've, I started my business, like I said, or like you said, nine years ago, and really with a passion to serve other people. My background obviously comes from corrections and teaching. And there was a time and place where, you know, I just needed to kind of make some more money, but I needed to have that people connection. I needed to serve, serve others. And so that's where real estate came in. My dad is a 30-year realtor himself, managing broker. And so I gave him a call after after the crash, the bubble, right? Uh, and I was a little nervous what he was going to say because he mm -hmm. had to merge his company, bring his company over. And he was like, let's go. And so 
he was excited about it. That was a little bit of a shock to me, just with what he had gone through through that 2008, you know, 2011 kind of time frame. And he he embraced it. He taught me everything I know about the legal piece of it, the contracts and all of that. So I'm forever grateful for that. I helped him kind of go next level with the marketing and and uh, building through the sphere, which is my expertise. Yeah, so I would and and I say this on every interview. I love that it's just a conversation and we take it anyway. So, but I would love to hear from coaching basketball, from helping at-risk kids, how has all of that, your entire background helped you become a very successful realtor? Yeah, well, I mean, from that perspective and, you know, with the kids and the youth, I got out of the correction field because the success rate was very minimal, right? We have mm-hmm. a lot of mental health epidemic going on and and that's something that was hard. And so I, I decided, hey, let's try and get it early. I was teaching at-risk kids. I coached at a different school, which was actually very high achieving. So was, my day was very different on different levels. And, and so with helping those kids and, you know, seeing that there is hope, like you can make a change. And I think that's just as important for our clients now, right? There's a lot of top producing agents out there who will pass off every single first time home buyer, don't want to deal with it. And that's absolutely the counter to how I operate my business. I love those first time home buyers. Yep. I know that it may take a little bit of work for less money right now, but if I convert them, I don't have to worry about any of the technology taking my place. I don't have to worry about any of that. So that's kind of my passion is just helping people that don't understand. I got, I bought my first house when I was 18, you know, and lived in it in college. And my dad helped me with that, obviously being a real estate agent, but that changed my life forever. Right now I have six doors and I have my primary residence and, you know, a a true passive residual income from, from those rental properties has changed my trajectory. Right. I don't even touch that money. It's there, but it's a decent living. Yep. You know, if I needed it to be and probably what all both my parents made my whole life, they were divorced, but, you know, and, and with real estate, I've been able to change that and transcend a little bit, but that's the part that I love. Right. And I will dig in and I will help anybody, anything, you know, 400 credit score, no money, whatever it is, if I'm there for every step of the journey and I can coach them to success and get them into that first home and help them start to build wealth. That's, that's what makes me tick. Well, and I think, and I'm sure you can dive into this in your own business. I'm all about the relationships and you build relationships. You treat people the right way. You help people. The money figures itself out right Mm -hmm. now. If you go at it from a perspective of I'm going to work with you to make a buck, people see through that. And you've had a ton of success in your career, right? Doing it 10 years, you know, nine, 10 years, a ton of success, but it's all about building relationships first. I'm sure, and maybe you can jump into this, like how has building those relationships helped you? I'm I'm sure you've seen people that have probably bought or sold multiple properties with you because of how you treated them the first time. Absolutely. And that repeat client, I did 52 transactions in 2021, 31 of them were from repeat client or repeat client referrals. Wow. And so 60% basically. Right. And so that's absolutely transcended my, obviously my, dollar figure, but those relationships mean the world to me. And I have a passion for helping people build their business, whether they're in real estate, whether they're a cake baker, whether they're whatever. And that's a great quality to have as a realtor to Mm -hmm. connect people and help them build their business. 
And so it just, I mean, it encourages me every single day to watch entrepreneurs and and people build and do stuff that's outside of the box and, you know, get out of that nine to five and get out of those jobs that, you know, and so that's just a passion of mine. And it's so cool to see other people completely crush it and build business that way. Well, and it sounds too, right? I think so. I think a lesson here for realtors is so many of them are so busy, like just trying to be successful, just trying to build their business and and thinking what's in it for me. Well, guess what? When you help the baker, when you promote the person on, I mean, I'd love to hear about what you're doing on YouTube and why you enjoy that and help. But like when you're helping people with YouTube videos, highlighting things going on in your community, suddenly you become like the guy in the community, even though you're not trying to sell a home at all, you're just trying to be helpful. And then people are like, oh, and you're a realtor. Yeah. Like help me buy this investment. Help me buy a rental. Help me buy a first time home. Yep. As I've developed my strategy, it's really about connecting with the connectors. So that small business owner that does all the events and is huge in the community and up on stage at the, you know, whatever mayor's gala or whatever it might be in your town. If you can connect with that person and pour into them, help them build their business and, you know, connect with them on a personal level, like grab lunch, grab coffee, whatever that may be. How can I help you build your business? You know, that they have a whole network. And so if that one person's a raving fan of yours because you're a raving fan of theirs, then that's like door knocking 2000 doors, right? You're in front of people, those conversations (laughs) come up and it's, it's crazy, you know, and that's, that's another thing for YouTube, which we can talk about in a second, but just constantly having those people. And if I'm focusing on one person who's going to connect me to thousands Versus one person who's going to be one deal, one transaction and getting that transactional thought process. My business builds obviously a lot better with 10 raving fans who are connected than, you know, 10 individual client meetings. I love that so much. I don't even know if we've talked about this. I spent years in management at Chick-fil-A. And so we talked all it's all about creating an experience that the guests, you know, Chick-fil-A called them guests, but your customers, buyers, sellers, want to repeat over and over, right? I have buyers and sellers, you know, I had one and I've shared this on the show where like we went to a showing and the showing was like terrible. It was like the worst show. And I'm like, let's just go grab some drinks and talk and hang out. We spent two hours and I probably spent 100, 200 bucks. That was worth much more to me than the transaction I did with them where I made $6,000. Because when you show people the genuine side of you, of John, of Jeremy, of I just want to help you and build relationships with you in no like we spent, I think, probably two, three hours there. At, at no point did we talk about, OK, what's the next house you want to see? OK, what's where's your pre-approval at? We just built relationships. Right. And I think even talked about things. They grew up a certain way. I grew up a certain way. Well, those are relationships that last much further than the transaction. I, I think you probably operate your business a similar way and you can speak to this. I often tell people and I say to my clients, you know, the last time you see me isn't the settlement table. If I'm doing my business well, that should almost be the beginning of the relationship. Right. And there's such an opportunity. And we talk a lot about online leads and this broker giving leads and all <laughs> yeah. of that stuff in the world. And those leads are just cold calls. Like, let's be real, social media ads, whatever. Like if you're doing advertising, you get contact information and you call people. Whereas 
if you have a deal and a lot of people are like, I need a listing so I can leverage it, right? That's kind of the old school way of thinking. Well, if you have a closed deal, buyer, seller, buyer, especially, you can really leverage that relationship by checking in on the value of the most expensive asset that most people purchase in their career. You know, doing an annual review saying, hey, what are you guys up to? And when you start your annual reviews, people will be like, oh, I'm not thinking about buying or selling. You have to kind of get over that because that's just what they're used to from realtors. And you say, how about we talk about what you want to do with your home? Because if I'm having that meeting every single year, five, six, 10 years down the road, and they say, we want to sell. Well, if I've had that meeting, I've been able to prop up all my buddies' businesses, contractors, landscapers, whatever, that house is ready to go, right? That house is ready to sell when they want to sell it because they're putting into it, they're protecting that asset. And if you have that relationship, there's no other options. <laughs> you know, they will they will come back to you. And and so that's that's the biggest thing is leveraging your sales. It's not just leveraging your listings. I talk to new agents all the time about building their business and coaching them through the business and, you know, whatever. And I'm always like, you know, you've done 10 deals and they're all buyers. That's perfect. They're like, well, I want some listings. I'm like, well, talk to those buyers, (laughs) you know? And so that's where it comes from and building those relationships provide referral after referral after referral. Mm -hmm. So I love the referral piece. I love the relationship piece. Let's jump into, I, I know your market is going through, you know, like I said, just last week, I talked on the podcast about three different pieces about like how we're adjusting to, you know, how we're coaching our clients in multiple offer situation and right, like navigating the crazy. And then we talked about how it's not 2008. And then on Friday, I talked about how changes are coming and the market. So we will get to YouTube, I promise, because I'm looking at your page and you've got some great videos. I want to talk about them. How are you guiding your clients, right? You're the expert. And we talked about that on the show here last week. How are you coming out of the crazy a little bit and seeing rates rise? How are you kind of coaching and training your clients? Like the sky is not falling. Things are okay. You had a great post on Facebook a couple of weeks ago about why it's a great time to buy. And I loved it. And it got some engagement. Talk to me about like how you're shifting your mindset in this, you know, as things change to just be the expert in front of your buyers and sellers. Yeah. And I think, what we all need to know, because we've been in this business, but the whole time I've been in this business, it's been a seller's market. It got a little crazier over the last two years, but it's been that way. And it's going to stay that way right now with the basic laws of supply and demand. But there's opportunity for those people and those buyers that maybe gave up or maybe you know felt like they couldn't. And there's this viral post going around, you know, marry the home, date the rate kind of thing. And we can dive into that a little bit. But this is an opportunity for buyers as the market slows. It's our summer season, which is a little slower, at least in Colorado. Families are traveling, doing that stuff. And then that adjusts with the rate, brings down the competition level a little bit. It hasn't eliminated it by any means. The perfect home still getting multiple offers and all that stuff. But it's an opportunity for especially the first time home buyer, especially that buyer that couldn't get in because they just didn't have the asset backing, right? We were having full appraisal gaps and, you know, waiving inspections and stuff that was a little bit uncomfortable for buyers, especially first time home buyers. But now's an opportunity, right? And you may have to pay a little more up front. But I always tell people, well, you're paying 100% interest every single month when you're renting. 
none of that money goes towards any of anything that you own. Bingo. <laughs> right. Yep. And so a 6% interest rate is actually a 94% discount is kind of my mindset right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so we don't control the rates. We don't have control over that. We've seen the economy do its thing, but it's such a big opportunity for people to get in and have an opportunity to start their journey. And hopefully we don't see 20% appreciation anymore because that's put us in a lot of the situations we're in. Right. But if we do, that's good for you as a buyer. But even 5 10% a year, which is the average here in Denver, yep. is an amazing point to be. And you're appreciating at least as much as your interest rate. So it's just that piece. And being able to afford it, I get it. Affordability is a thing. And it's different than the 80s when the interest rates were 18% and that mansion was $250,000. But with the current market, that's my mindset. Let's get you in. Let's help you. Let's help you get that base, right? It's not going to be your dream home. But if you get in, you start paying down your mortgage. At the very least, you're you know increasing your, your equity with principal buy-down. And it's just an amazing opportunity, in my opinion, for those people that have been on the sidelines and scared to get in the market. Well, and and what I love about what you just said and what you even wrote is so many people are panicked. So really quick, I want people to hear it because I thought it was great. Jeremy wrote, this was June 14th. So about a month ago, he said, what if I told you that the real estate world is going to be okay? Interest rates are up but it might be the best opportunity in years for buyers to get into homes. It's a shock to the system when rates double in a year, but it's not doomsday. In fact, it's completely different. Let's chat and I can help change some of those perspectives. And I bet you, you had people that have been scared that reached out to you and said, oh, explain that to me. Tell me, let's have a conversation. Yep. From that post, I had three direct conversations already. (laughs) Yeah. And so- that's huge. And those are leads and those are live, really they're leads, but they're opportunities to change lives. And I love that. And this is why I did this last week on the podcast. I'm so glad I'm talking to you about it today because by being ahead of it, you are the expert, right? When the client comes to you, oh my gosh, I saw the rates. Oh my, you suddenly look like an idiot. When you say to your buyers, you know, your sellers, but really your buyers who are, hey, this is how things are shifting. Hey, here, let's chat with your lender and make sure your pre-approval is so still good. We need to see, you know, on this house, what the how the rates have, you know, been impacted there in mid-June. But when you're the expert, suddenly your clients feel like you're driving the train, not the caboose being dragged along by the news. And I feel like it builds trust, right? Yep. I see this a lot. And when I'm the listing agent, I call the lender and I'm say, have you talked to them in the last week with the crazy interest rates that we're going to see, you know, that's going to change a little bit. We saw a three quarters of a point raise, you know, in the middle of June. And that was a shock, right? Three quarters of a point will definitely take you out of your max qualification down $50,000 or so. So that's important from a listing agent perspective, but also from a buyer's perspective. Like I last thing I want is a buyer to fall in love with the house. We're like, oh, we can get it. There's no offers. We put an offer in, you know, it gets accepted. And then they go to the lender on Monday and they're like, oh, I don't qualify for that. Or, oh, I don't want to pay, you know, a $3,500 mortgage. I My max is 3000 or whatever that may be. So it's important that we're working with great industry partners who are willing to take those calls on Saturdays and Sundays 
but also yep. be ahead of it, right? You don't want that call. Hey, we're under contract. And then the next call being like, hey, no one told me that the rates went up half a point or at all, right? Because that monthly payment, as cool as homeownership is and not renting is, that monthly payment's your life livelihood. You have to be able to make that payment for this all to work out. So it's very important that we're on the same page before we get under contract and before we start spending money for inspections and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. And and again, it comes back to when you're the expert, suddenly you're keeping your clients ahead of the ball. Another way I've really seen you do this, and I, you know that I'm like super passionate about social media. You see my stuff on social media. I love, and I'm kind of jealous because I want to get better at this. I love what you're doing with YouTube because you've also set yourself ahead as an expert, right? You had you know, one in mid-June had close to 600 views talking about like buyers and sellers and, and the market. I'd love to hear one. I think I know the answer, but I want my listeners to hear why you do the YouTube and two, how it has helped your business. Yeah. YouTube is the most evergreen content you can find. It's literally door knocking 24, seven, 365. Yeah. And it is absolutely, it's owned by Google where people have questions before they, well, sometimes they put it on social media first for those yep. that use social media in that way, but they go to Google and ask a question. And so if you can rank and you can hit those keywords with certain hot topics, your video is going to come up right under the ads because Google owns YouTube. So part of that algorithm is that piece. And so that just makes it a great location. I have both a realtor training channel and a client channel. Uh, two different channels. And those are, those have been awesome for me, you know, just to kind of put that piece there. I love to educate. I love to put that information out there. And for buyers and sellers, it's, it's all kinds of stuff on that channel. You see highlights of small towns where I, where I live and you see, you know, market stuff and you see spring, you know, maintenance tips. And it's just a great resource for me to kind of put that out there and I can leverage it, right? I leverage my time. I can put it out one time and then I can put that, you know, spring maintenance tips in an email next spring. It's yeah. not going to change, right? <laughs> and so I'm I'm educating and duplicating uh, the use of those, those videos. And it's been a game changer for me just having that, you know, street cred, if you will, of being a YouTube guy. And uh, yeah, so that's that's why YouTube. Yeah. So I'd love to hear, but I know listeners of mine are thinking this. So like, I'm not great at video. I'm great at social posts. I don't like the vi doing videos. I've just never been good at it. And I know listeners of mine say the same thing. So what would you say to a listener, you know, who's a realtor that's like, I really know I should start a YouTube channel, but I'm just nervous, scared, whatever it is. What would you say to them? Um, I would say you got to get over yourself. Uh, <laughs> that's the biggest thing, how I did that. Yeah, I was the same way. January 2020, I was sitting in a class uh, taught by a lender here, Walter Parker, and he was doing a whole thing on video, right? Getting on a video. And he was talking about lives and he was talking about get over yourself. And he did a couple activities and whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And so I utilized my Facebook page. I've been on Facebook since its inception, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so I just pressed live and started talking. 
I educated myself with on the market with different lenders and that kind of stuff. I started Why Invest Wednesday in January of 2020. I've missed one Wednesday since, and I was on a houseboat in the middle of Lake Powell and I didn't have any service. So that's that's transcended my video, my comfortability. But everyone says, just record a video and post it. It's going to suck, right? And with live, I didn't have to do that. I had to press live and it's out there and you might as well not delete it once it's out there. So that got me consistent every single Wednesday and I got better as it went on. And it's weird, you know, social media, everyone's like, well, how many deals did you get from social media? I don't know all of them. That's (laughs) That's just my answer because no one's like, hey, sometimes they are. But, you know, at the beginning, they're not like, hey, I saw this post about this house. I want to buy a house. Let's talk. Right. Mm -hmm. But I have since gone to my neighbor's house who completely redid their whole house. Well, you know, 17 months ago, I was doing a video and I was like, now's the time to refinance. If you haven't thought about it, the interest rates are crazy low. Well, they took $200,000 out of their house. Got to give my lender a referral, right? They refinance. And I just went over to the house the other day. It's now the crown jewel of the block. Their payment went up 200 bucks a month from the time when they bought it because they were one of those people that never touched it at all, which is good. You don't always refinance every year, right? And so it was cool to hear. They like, I would have never thought of doing this and leleveraging that money if I hadn't watched your Why Invest Wednesday video. That's so cool. That's and, and when they're ready, right, to sell again, well, who are they going to go to? The person that's been helping them, even maybe unintentionally, right? They saw your right. videos and you've been, you know, a great neighbor, I'm sure, right? Checking in because I know you do that stuff. Like, yeah. well, you've been doing that the whole time. Why wouldn't we trust you when it's time to sell? Right. And they've already referred me their parents. And, you know, that's the thing is that people don't think about you. They think about that house. But when you have somebody who's, you know, the wife's a daycare, you know, stay at home daycare lady, she has a ton of families. The husband's a teacher, a professor of, you know, choir and does a lot of music, music stuff. And so they're connected. Right. And at least their parents and a couple other people have given me calls and that's in the pipeline. So that's just what it is. And that's all from a video. Right. So all four or five or 10 of those people that I help from from them is going to come from that video. And I was able to give my one of my preferred lenders a deal. And as far as the the refi, and I didn't do anything for that house, but it's the next, it's the relationship that matters. Yeah, I love it, man. It's the relationship that matters. So you've done a great job being ahead of the market, which I love seeing your stuff on social media and the videos is is definitely something realtors can improve in. As we kind of wrap up our time today, I would love, you know, and you do this, right? You coach realtors just like I do. And so you help them. There's a realtor out there who's struggling. That's like, oh my gosh, the rates, I'm scared. My buyers aren't ready. You're sitting down with them, you know, coaching them. What's one piece of advice that you're giving a realtor today when they're feeling like frustrated and like they can't survive? Yeah, and I'll, I'll take a little bit from the RRTA syndicate at Milet and Andy Frisella uh, that I'm a part of. And it's the difference makers and the people that come out of these recessions and these downtimes, the people that pour into their business, get 100% dialed in and focused during the time. And we're not in a downturn by any means. It's coming. There has to be some sort of correction, I think, eventually. But those people that go for it and go head in, 
and take care of business during that time, you know, invest in their business, invest in themselves will come out on top. And that's, that's just how it is. That's how business works. And obviously those guys have built two amazing or many amazing businesses, but they're two of the, you know, best entrepreneurs out there. So that's my advice to other agents. Do the hard thing. Do what you don't want to do right now. Get on video, you know, knock that door, whatever, however you build your business, just go the extra mile, right? Ed Milet's book right now, The Power of One More. Just do one more thing, one more thing a day, one more, you know, business opportunity, one more ad, whatever you do to build your business. That's, that's my advice is just do one more and keep going, lean in, get off the headlines, find partners in the industry that absolutely will influence you to do better and not scare you. There's so much that you just said, difference makers coming out on top, do the hard things, the power of one more. I love all of that. And I love what you just kind of said. It was probably, it's really off the cuff, but get off the headlines, right? So many realtors stop. I try not to watch the news, right? And I'm not going to make this political, but like, right. right, Fox News shows you one thing and, and this political party is bad. CNN shows you the other and this other political party is bad. And I'd much rather focus on what's important. What can I can control? I I had an episode a few months ago about putting that in your God box, like the things I can't control. I put in that God box like that I can't worry about. And right. I'd much rather spend time with my wife, with my kids and doing the things my clients want me to do, helping them rather than watching the news and getting scared of what Fox News or CNN tells me I should be worried about. Right. And every time I see a headline like that, I take a screenshot. And I put it on Instagram and I, I put my own two cents with it because 90% of the time, especially yeah. with real estate, it's yeah. coming from a national perspective, which has nothing to do with your hyper local market. Yes. And so if you can put your own take on it, because the important piece is that your audience does see that and they do buy in. So if you can acknowledge it exists and then say what really exists where you are in your market, that's a win and it's content right? The number one thing I'm sure you hear is like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say on video. I don't know what to do here. Well, if you get those headlines and you just are educated enough to understand your market, you can speak to that headline and completely change someone's perspective. That's really, wow. I've I've actually never thought about that's That's really good acknowledging it exists, but then kind of speaking to the truth of what's really there, the story behind the story. So right. Stay in those business journals. So that other stuff, we don't, (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, thank you so much for your time. Another question I'd love to ask as we kind of close out. So go back to one of the hard times in your life. Maybe it was when you got into real estate, maybe it was trying to grow your business. You tell us the time if you're willing, and then kind of tell us one piece of advice you would give yourself in that season of life. Yeah, I'm I'm very blessed to not have any major yeah. uh, events in my life, which you know I know a lot of people have those. And one in particular, we'll go with real estate. You know, when I was younger, I was out of college. I had done a number on my real estate investment because I lived in it personally. And literally was probably the worst tenant (laughs) that I ever had with, you know, college parties and all that (laughs) stuff. So um, it was hard for me, right? We were, we rented the house out right away to somebody who was building their own house and we gave them a severe discount, 
right? And I was, you know, at that time, 250 a month or something extra on the mortgage I had to bring, not to mention managing the property and keeping it okay. Mm-hmm. But this person was awesome enough to actually, you know, put new carpet in. They did the painting. They mm-hmm. did all kinds of stuff and brought it back up more to a marketable level. But then after that, you have, you know, tenant issues. And, you know, there was a time where I didn't sleep very much, <laughs> right? I was making $36,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I had another mortgage with the house I was in with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And I still had to pay for this. And it was super hard, right? And I wanted to just say, you know, let's just sell it. Let's get rid of it. I couldn't really mm-hmm. for what I needed to. Thank goodness I didn't. But that was hard for me to understand that, this is an asset and it's important and it matters, right? My credit was always very important to me. So I had to make that payment no matter what I had to keep pushing. And so many times I wanted to throw in the towel and had I thrown in the towel, whether gave it back to the bank or, you know, whatever, I would not have any houses right now. Right. I have now I have six leverage based upon that investment that was able wow. to turn the corner. And as I started making more money, I was able to do it. So it was really hard for me and letting my dad down. And, you know, all of those things kind of came into play. My focus was always on that, you know, sleepless nights, not being able to pour 100% into my relationships, you know, mixed with, you know, the time in life where I was like, okay, I got to make more money. I want to start a family. And, that was a hard time for me. Like, okay, well, you're not going to do it as a teacher, unfortunately. And and I mm-hmm. give back to the teachers still to this day. I, I give 25% of my commission to teachers, first responders and nurses as a marketing tool, but also to give back. And so that that's where it came from. And I was just like, okay, I got to start a family and I can't do it on a $35,000 a year salary in today's world. Yeah. So those two things were kind of intertwined, but very you know, financially tumultuous for my liking, you know, like I said, nothing major and coming from a place of asset and, you know, having stuff was cool, but maintaining it was hard and figuring it out like, okay, this is a true investment and this is what I have to do to make it work was, was a tough point for me. Yeah. And I, I love that piece of advice, you know, that the asset matters and you wanted to throw in the towel, but you just had to keep going because I think this episode really, and over the next few months, a lot of realtors are going to hear this wanting to, whether it be their real estate career, right? Like when I did the episode last week, one of the things I talked about was I am concerned that, you know, those numbers, 80% of realtors not lasting two years, 87% not lasting five, that if you don't get control of, you know, right, being the expert, driving that train, that you will be out of this business. And so I think this is a great piece of advice for those realtors as well. Like you may feel like throwing in the towel, but you've built this business, right? And just because it's hard doesn't mean it's time to leave. And I think, right, real estate goes through ebbs and flows, waves. And and so it's not just time to, okay, I'm done because it's hard, right? No, it's just time to work and do things a little differently. So I love all of this. You had a lot of great moments in this episode that I think are going to help realtors. So thank you so much. Appreciate your time. And as we close out, the last thing is, so where can people find you, whether it's social media, your YouTube channel, where can they find out Jeremy and what he's doing? Yeah. My uh, YouTube channel for clients and kind of market specific stuff is just Jeremy Kane. 
Uh, so youtube.com backslash Jeremy Kane. And then the realtor playbook is my uh, agent training course or, you know, YouTube, I drop a video on each once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most of my socials, my handles at JKCO realtor. Awesome, man. Well, I'll make sure I get all those links, put them in the show notes. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally got to do this interview. Appreciate everything you shared. And uh, yeah, thanks for taking time with us today. Yeah, man, no problem. And no time like right now to dive into the real estate survival guide. It's the survival of the fittest. If you survive this little change or shift or whatever it becomes, you will absolutely come out on top. So John, thanks so much for what you do for the the real estate community as a whole. Absolutely. And same to you, man. I know we're both helping realtors. So uh, appreciate it. I know we both love to serve people and uh, thanks for what you're doing as well. And thanks for your time. Yep. No problem, man. Thank you. A huge thank you to Jeremy Kane for being my guest on this week's interview. Man, so much good stuff in there. So many mic drops. Very thankful for him and, you know, his friendship. And, you know, we've been connected on social media for a few months now. And just the wisdom he shared on today's episode. I loved what he was talking about, where he talks about bringing hope to people and how people can make a change and how he wants to inspire that and help people, even first time home buyers, right? He's willing to help those people. And those are the people that are going to have success. That's why Jeremy does a great job because he's not too good for any, any client, right? Some people out there are too good for first time home buyers or won't help. And there's a reason that they are not having success. I love how he talked about 60% of his homes, 31 of his 50-something deals were return clients. And that just speaks to the power of treating people the right way to you know, create relationships with people who want to do business with you again and again. So very thankful for that. I love how he talked about connecting with the connectors and having raving fans. Oh my goodness. Raving fans is one of my big words that I use because of my time at Chick-fil-A, like I mentioned to him and connecting with the connectors. That's so good. Connect with people and help them and see how you can, you know, help their business, help their cake business, whatever it is. And they are in turn going to do the same for you. But again, do it out of a heart for service of serving people, not out of trying to take advantage of people. So I loved that he shared that, you know, as we closed out, he just had so many mic drops, right? talking about how the difference makers will come out on top, do the hard things today, the power of one more. I also love how he talked about acknowledging that it exists. That point he made towards the end about, hey, yeah, take a headline, post it on your Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, and then talk about why that doesn't apply to your local market. My goodness, that is amazing because it shows that you're paying attention to what the media is saying but also you're not chicken little getting scared of it. You're actually saying, no, this is not true. So Jeremy Kane, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you guys will check him out. Jeremy Kane on social media, check out his stuff, his YouTube channels as well. I'll make sure I put all those links in the show notes. Very thankful for him and how he is helping his clients there in Colorado. And also just thankful for how he's helping agents as well. Check out the stuff he's doing on YouTube. I hope you guys really enjoyed my interview with him and hope you found this helpful. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys again on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode.